Hey, Scene Vault listeners, are you a NASCAR collector? Well, we've got two great magazines for you. First up, we've got the 75 Greatest Drivers. Last season, NASCAR added 25 drivers to its Greatest Drivers list to celebrate their diamond anniversary, and we partnered with them to help tell their legendary tales. This 116-page magazine is packed with the stories that made each of these drivers the greatest we have ever seen. Printed in full color on glossy paper and delivered to fans inside a poly bag to protect its contents, this magazine will sit on the coffee tables of NASCAR fans for years to come. There are also several different covers to collect, including unique designs for Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, and more. We've also got a few remaining copies of the 75th Anniversary Magazine, featuring hundreds of pages of photos, profiles, iconic stories, and much, much more covering every single year of NASCAR. Both of these are shipping in high-quality poly bags to protect your collector's item. Get yours today at dailydownforce.com shop. That's dailydownforce.com shop. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at polepositionmag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey, y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's so, the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this, this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappeared. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy still when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast.
Hello, my name is Rick Houston, and welcome to the Scene Vault Podcast, your source for all things NASCAR history. And if I ever find out who dropped us in on that car, they got their ass whooped. I'm still 81, and I still got one last ass whooping yeah, yeah, left. Next thing I know, I'm sitting on top of the pit box, and Jack's looking at me, and he goes, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, what happened? He goes, there's people on four pits either way. Got out of the way, he goes, you done threaten to burn them up over there with a gas can? <laughs> you put the part on there that was a distraction. Have everybody look at this that don't really mean anything, right. so they're not looking at what you're really doing. Be quiet, Rick. We're talking. Today, NASCAR and all of us associated in any way with NASCAR forget its past. That's today we don't have any future. Hello, everyone. I'm Steve Wade and Rick. I still have not recovered from last week. <laughs> well, buddy, neither have I. Listeners, I'm Rick Houston, and welcome to the Scene Vault Podcast. And Steve, I'm with you, man. When I went into this deal, as I mentioned last week, I was not sure of quite what to expect, but I was so pleased with the way that things turned out with this roundtable discussion with Tony Liberati, Buddy Parrott, Jerry Cannon, and Chris Hussey we might have to find an excuse to host similar discussions. I don't think we need an excuse. Let's just go ahead and do it down the road. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you get everybody lined up and corralled and we'll have at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. As I mentioned last week that I think the guys got kind of warmed up in the first half of the conversation. Like me, I think they were kind of wondering turn out and whether or not they should say anything or whether or not they should jump into the conversation. Well, that's not really a problem for Rambo. He's going to jump in regardless, <laughs> <laughs> but then I really feel like they really cut loose in the second half of the conversation. I mean, Rambo's bull riding misadventures <laughs> be a highlight of this podcast. <laughs> Well, you got to think, Rick, that any story like that has got to be the highlight of any podcast. <laughs> well, let's see. I have used the terms Rambo and bull <laughs> I, <laughs> in, in a conversation before, but not quite in this context. <laughs> so again, Rambo, Buddy, Jerry, Chris, boys, have at it. Have at it. What is your most embarrassing moment? Embarrassing? Yeah. I don't know why I just Rambo, naturally looked Rambo's at you first. I, 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 I ain't, I ain't going to say what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you know exactly my embarrassing I, moment. I, I, if I'm working the same one, I'm thinking. I can't of. name which one. <laughs> I've been embarrassed you got a lot, a lot to of pick from, huh? It ain't the one we had all get the money together that time, was it? In Florida? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Florida. Oh, so I know. It's so, I, okay. Oh, my. I, 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 I got oh, one. Oh, yeah. Ding, ding. Chris got it. I got one on him. I got one on, on him, too. Okay, all right. All right. I got here. Why don't we do I, I, I'm no, not. That's a, that's a story right there. Yeah, yeah that's cool. But it's a true it. story. Hey, yeah. man. I got, I got plenty of memory in my computer. Mm. Oh, How about that, that's a bad story. This is a good one. It ain't bad. The one I'm going to tell you. 
I need to say well, what's your most embarrassing moment. Hey, see, I'm going to tell one on him. Uh-huh. It's funny how we put God Well, look, as long as it's on Rambo. It is. Okay, all right, good. You going to tell you? Are you talking about the same one? I'm talking about it in Phoenix. Talking about the day you, oh, you talking about the bull. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about it. I would tell them, but I ain't telling that no, one. No, I ain't telling no, that one. Let's just put it this way. I got thrown in jail. Yep. That was uh, in Daytona. That I'm not going to say what went through that because uh, it was a bad deal. Every, I mean, we had two teams down there, and we had to get the money together. Same thing. He tried to do a good deed. Yeah, and, and just didn't work out. It, it yeah. so he just, he, but he, the bad part was. The good deed didn't work out, and he wound up in jail. In jail. In jail. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Okay, all right. The way I remember. We all ended up money. <laughs> the bad part was, I was in Wally's car, and I was supposed to go pick Robin up. This yes. is embarrassing. Part. That's the bad part. Yeah. yeah. Robin dollar back. Didn't make it. Yeah. And I love that girl, Death. I just love yeah. her, Death. And uh, I didn't make it to pick her up. So finally, when all this finally got over with, and I got back to the motel, you know, and I had to go get the car out of the impound, and I come back and give the keys, and Robin. She was mad. Oh. She had to sit there and didn't know what was going on. And I didn't realize it at the time, but these sorry asses right here was across the boat, across the room or down the hall. Or looking through the people. He was right across the room from us. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, what the hell is that in the Rambo? And Robin just <laughs> screaming and hollering and beating on me and mad. And it was pretty embarrassing. I was got pretty humbled that day. <laughs> and of course, they never let me forget it. The other one was when he's. Him and another employee, right, Royce McGee, they is cowboys, and we went to test at Phoenix, and we went to this <laughs> bar, and it's rock and roll downstairs and country up top. They had a live bull riding. They were all out there talking, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I said, okay. All right. And he ran. I got all the gear. When we come back, I said, okay. How much is it? I went over and found out. Now, what? back in the day. Yeah, back, let's back, back up, day. because the first time he shows up at Roush Racing, he's got this great big Satellite gold belt buckle on yeah. Yeah. that says, I'm bull riding champion of Havelock County or yeah. something. Yeah. So <laughs> I said, okay, okay, we test Phoenix, you know. Meanwhile, you fast forward a few years, and this guy don't ride a bull. Uh, he, how, many, how many cowboys you see from Ohio, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he, he don't ride a bull. When I went to the Marine Corps, we got up. I got up with a bunch of guys from Texas, and we used to go to... Princeton, North Carolina, and they do they call it jackpot bull riding. Well, I was a Marine. I was ten foot tall and bulletproof. I can do that. So that's <laughs> yeah, what we you started. Need a different doing. tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we started doing. So we started riding and, and we started riding and, and I felt like I was okay at it. I mean I'm I mean I did win the buckle. You got a film. I mean I did I gotta see this because I, I what I gotta... saw you didn't ride nothing. <laughs> I had all the gear, had everything, and it was all used up. My cowbell was beat up. The, the stuff had been used. I didn't like I went out and bought it and said, I'm going to go do this. I have done it before. He, yeah, it like was, I said, I wasn't very good at it. He didn't say where he <laughs> bought it. He could have bought it. A, you, anyway, we got our money together at the shop. I said, we go back out there for the race. It's on. He changed tires from Wally's car in the front. After I got run This over. is where I got in trouble after this. So we put all our money together, and we go back for the race, and we're going out there. Are you riding? Yep. Bring your stuff. All right. Well, he gets on the bull. We're all there watching. Now, get, what stuff are you bringing? Like the strap, all the cowboy gear. hat. All you got gear. all your. I said, I've done this before. It ain't like you went ready. And you're talking about on a mechanical bull. No, I'm talking about a live No, bull. we're talking You're talking about a, about a real bull. Yeah, that's a jackpot yeah. bull ride. Yeah. They, had, they had it there hey, on, on. It was Mr. Lucky's. Mr. Lucky's. Yeah. Live bull ride. I don't know if they still have it. <laughs> Holy cow. No, they closed yeah. that place. Okay, Mr. That's Lucky's. Good. That's good. That's what they said. It was a honky tonk. So we got our money together. how much it was. And I said, we're going to pay and you're going to do it. Okay. So we go back. All right. So we go out there Thursday night. Lo and behold, they got pros on Thursday night, Friday night. Amateur night is Saturday night. Uh-huh. It's like, 
Yeah. Man, we won't have time to replace him on a pit crew. <laughs> but guess what? We're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. And the gate flew over and he went straight up. <laughs> I ain't lying. Straight up. Uh, the came he out. right and it went left. And you, exactly you, what happened. You was in the, uh, you was, you was in the pen. <laughs> so the next day, it time to go to the racetrack. Jack came to me and goes, what happened to him? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, he couldn't, you were so stiff, he couldn't even hardly move to change tires. Well, what happened was, I got in trouble. after I come out, I come out, and you're, you're supposed to, everybody knows, everybody talks, what's bull going to do? What's this bull going to do? If you watch them I'm going to stay enough, off. That's what they're going to, they're going to do the same thing over and over. That's what they do. Guy said, this bull's going to come out, and he's going to turn right. Okay, I'm going to lean right. He's going to turn right. I'm going to be okay. So I went out, and he went to turn right. What I thought was going to be right, but it was left, and I was turning right. And I mean, I, it was about 1.2 seconds. 2.1 seconds. <laughs> so I come off. Well, That's then hit the ground, I was off on the right, and he was between me and the chute. <laughs> so I started to come around, and I thought that he done turned out. Well, he didn't. He come back, and I wasn't even at the fence yet. And he come back and just went and just grazed me a little bit, but he stepped on my foot. Stepped on it. 1,200 pounds. And then I got up on the fence, got away from him, and the next day I couldn't hardly walk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Changed I tires. I got, he goes, you don't let that happen again, Jerry. I was like, I, I, didn't, I didn't do it. He did it. <laughs> Two follow-up questions. Number one, are, is there video? No. Yes. Is there, yes, are there, there is. photos? Steve, Stevie Allen had the camera oh. and took the video. There is video. I don't know where it is today, but Stevie yeah, Allen, man. if anybody knows, got, he does. And I got a picture, too. And, I'm, and, and I can oh, dispute yeah. the picture. I can dispute with the picture because I was out of the chute and I was past the chute and I was still on the boat. Okay. <laughs> Trick photography. It must have been an angle. That was way back. No, that was way, way before Photoshop. Way but before I, it. We can't even spell No, that. I laughed. I, I, I probably made a little fun of him. And about 24 hours later, I was like, I felt sorry for his pain. Let me tell you something. He did something I'd never do. That's right. So I stopped laughing and I stopped Somebody picking Somebody asked on. me one time, said, so, what do you think the most dangerous sport is? And they're like, ice hockey. This, that. I said, bull riding. And they said, why? And I said, that thing will come back and get you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I don't even know to ask anybody else about their most. That, I think what about that, I think no, that's common. I want to hear it. I think that's common. I don't know. I don't know one. I don't know. I, somebody might know one of them. But... Buddy Parrott, what's your most oh, embarrassing moment? Or do you get embarrassed? Uh, <laughs> I work, it's hard for me. I work real hard not to get embarrassed, but uh, but I can tell there you. There we were, Dover, Delaware. <laughs> there we were, buddies up my <laughs> <laughs> on the pit box. He's like, little Lord, I believe I'm having a heart attack. He looked like Fred Sanford. <laughs> Look at him. He's gonna get mad at me. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm going. I'm having, I gotta go. They come and get him in a John Deere Gator, and they haul oh, him off. Mine. And they're like, "Where'd Buddy go? Where'd Buddy go?" So me and Frankie's there. We go. And Burton's like, "Where's Buddy? Where's Buddy?" So we don't know. They hauled him off. He's having a heart attack or something. He thought he was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> he come back. <laughs> I don't think that's he very embarrassing. Back. Oh, but he come. Well, it is. <laughs> he yeah. come back after we was about loaded up. What's no, wrong? I didn't either. I had yeah. I stayed in the hospital. You did. Jack Jack stayed up there and flew me home. Okay. Well, anyway, when they come to find out, yeah. they come to find out that he was just constipated. He had <laughs> shit cramps. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I wouldn't let him forget that. That's funny. I can't say nothing. No one wants the doc said. Anyway, the most embarrassing. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. The most embarrassing thing, I guess, this was this is a story that you get caught with your pants down. Uh, Me not telling kind of story. Harry, Harry Hyde. Uh, we would have uh, our all seven employees at the time running uh, fifty-two. Let's say we run fifty races a year back then. Okay, we had this. Um, we'd have a, a break, and across the street was called the Apollo Restaurant. And uh, that was a, that's that Harry's place. That was the infant place. Harry was the, the, he was the governor of it or uh, whatever. Robert G. He was the whatever. Anyway, so little did I know, Harry had already set this up. And, uh, but Raymond Fox and I mm. decided that we were going to streak. Remember back in the day when streaking was uh, all, well, well, it was never a thing Harry with me. I don't know couch. what he's talking about. Harry had a couch <laughs> sitting in the middle of the floor where the cars were in our shop back in at uh, in Harrisburg. So anyway, <clears throat> Raymond and I go up to the Goodyear building and uh, next door, and uh, we get all our clothes off and everything. And so we come running out of there and running. Through the gate, because we Harry always locked the gate. Of course, we we unlocked the gate. We were running through the gate. We ran through the break, through Harry, in front of Harry and all the crew guys and everything, naked as a jaybird, and back out and ran to get go get our clothes. Well, when we looked across the street, all the girls and everybody that was in the restaurant. Harry had called and told him to come out <laughs> that we were going to there was going to be some streakers. Oh, so that was my that was I never did that again. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, you're well, up. Your turn. Uh, probably, uh, they might dispute it, but one of the most embarrassing things was, was parking the truck at Thomas at Daytona. Oh, <laughs> and uh, we won a championship the year before with Sam and. Uh, I was coming around by the old scoreboard with that truck, and a security guard, I forgot his name. I wish I knew. He was Irish. He was, yeah, yeah, I don't hear that. So he hops up on the running board and said, you can't go through that gate, and grabbed me. First, he run in front of the truck, and it's vacuum-assisted brakes, and you know when you mash the brake, it rolled about a foot. Well, I bumped him. Just, <laughs> I mean, I didn't knock him down. just barely touched him. He ran around, jumped up on the running board, called me a name that he swears he didn't, but he did. Which I learned, this one I learned about NASCAR a lot. So when he said that, I hit him between the eyes <laughs> with my fist. With your fist. And knocked him out on the ground. So I just drove the truck around there. When I got around to where I was going to park, the Army was over there. <laughs> well, they chained, they handcuffed me to the chain link fence between the Bush garage and the cup garage. You know, you just come through your inspection. I was right there on that gate. Hung up, I mean, hung up. And they flipped the cover up on it and said, that car ain't running, da 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 Buster come over and goes, what in the hell are y'all doing? He's just, this happened, he goes, turn him loose. And Bobby Scruggs, he's a guy, him, said, put him in the car. Got in Bobby Scruggs' car. We go down to the car wash, down the road, and got car wash. I said, what are we doing? He'll be all right, just wait. Go through and get some cleaners, go to the cleaners, pick up clothes. <laughs> and then we pull around front, 
and go in the office out front. I'm like, ooh. Bill Frank, I went there and sat down. And that guy hit was in there, rag on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's sitting there and I'm sitting there and Mr. France comes in there and he, he, I said, well, he jumped up on the... Senior hey, or junior? Well, uh, junior. 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 He goes, I don't care what he said. He goes, I said, he jumped, grabbed me and called me. And that guy said, no, I didn't. And I said, yeah, you did. He goes, no, he didn't. I said, yes, he did, Mr. Frank. He goes, no, he didn't. I said, okay, no, he didn't. <laughs> You're right. I knew then. He goes, no matter what I said, it's going to be wrong, you know? So it cost me a little bit of money. But, but believe it or not, I made a friend, that guy, until he passed away, and his son was worked there, too. You couldn't meet finer people after that. Yeah. You know, and he finally admitted it later. He goes, man, I did the wrong thing. I said, yeah, I know. I said, didn't cost you nothing but a black eye, yeah. you know, but... And it, it was, but I knew then that was like, I was, if I was right, I was still wrong. But that was kind of embarrassing, winning the championship, and everybody worked in the garage, and I'm over there chain linked, <laughs> handcuffed to the darn fence. Was that at Daytona? Yeah. It's amazing how things happen. Yeah, here, here we are doing this roundtable thing, and the exact thing, the exact same thing happened to me. I wish you'd been that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't anyway, run over the gate guard. I pushed him. I took the old uh, Farrell Harris. Oh Lord! Back in back then, and uh, and so we had to get from the uh, get through the gate in the NASCAR in the garage for the Cup garage by a certain time, or you could you wouldn't. We, that's when we took the Arca car. Right. Yep. Arca car over there. And this gate guard did the same thing to me. He pulls up. He stands in front of me. I said, man, I, I'm telling you, I'm going through that gate. I said, I'm going to take you with me. And he said, maybe I should have been so watching. I, I, I pulled that old Louisville line Ford truck up there and I pushed him. Look here, pushing it. And he's, his eyes are getting about like this, you know, and I'm pushing on him. And I finally backed off. But, boy, I got called to the office. Bill Gasaway. <laughs> And let me tell you something, boy. Mm. This is our place, oh, and man. you want to play in our yard. You're going, you're going to be, you're going to know that you're going to abide by the rules. Yes, sir, Mister Gasway. You know so. Mm. But anyway, that that's amazing. But ah. That's that's the way the gate guards were. They could be so <laughs> nice, some of them, and then the rest of them could be. Henry Benfield got one at Richmond. Oh, one yeah. Mm. And then you question what Henry does. <laughs> when I worked at Juniors, he, the guard, gate guard kept pass, pass, pass. I mean, Henry goes in and out of the gate. He comes out. He's over there. He goes, that cat ain't going to be back after a while. I said, well, he goes, he went out there and gave him gator. He's hot, ain't it? Yeah, here. His coat was still hanging there the next day. He never did come back. <laughs> yep. he, had, he had the same problem as Buddy, but he was still free with it. He, <laughs> he had a... Mm, yeah. that was Henry, Henry loads you up with some mm -hmm. laxers. You go in, the, you go in the truck. He said, "Don't eat them oatmeal cookies, yeah. but you can eat them." <laughs> yeah. And they were wrapped in cellophane. I don't know how he did it, but uh -huh. yeah, he uh, he didn't let them. He he got them back for sure. Chris, how about you? Apparently, I wasn't as 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 adventurous as these guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I can't really remember any one thing that sticks out at the racetrack, other than. Mm. You know, bad pit stops, bad decisions, uh, just just stuff like that. You, yeah. you know, just really. But that, after it was all decision, <clears throat> hindsight. Twenty twenty. Yeah, Damn, I done yeah. That. Bad bad calls, bad pit stops, uh, just just a lot of things like that. 
that's really really too many to mention. Actually. That wasn't embarrassing though. That was being competitive. <laughs> well, yeah, that we was taking a chance. I mean, you didn't, you didn't do it by not. He was a hero or a zero, yeah. and more often than not seem like I was yeah. a zero. And of course, on Tuesday morning, Jack would be there telling you why'd you pit because two laps later the yeah. caution come out mm, what are you yeah. thinking you're going short pit and it gets you every time yeah. so. yep what's the maddest you've ever been to racetrack or shot gosh the maddest hmm I can tell you I was, we was just talking about it I because seen him mad we had I made him mad one day <laughs> he don't remember it me he's right him right after oh. Talladega Mark turned rusty and he flipped down to the um, we were at Dover the next week, and something happened. I don't know. And he come walking up. He mouthed off something as he got. Right. I was leaning, I'll never forget. I was leaning on the pit box like I seen Buddy coming. I'm like, he said something to Steve or something. I said, "How about Talladega?" And he, I thought his head was gonna blow off. He walked <laughs> off, and I was on the way up here. I'm like, I'm gonna tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have said that. I, like, I don't even remember what I said. I was like, "How about Talladega?" I thought his head was going to blow off. And I thought, you talking about Buddy? Buddy. Yeah. Okay. I Jack, seen him coming. Yeah. Jack tells a story. Um, he said, yep, I mean, he, he told this on his um, little deal they, they had over there for him after the Hall of Fame, uh, that he said, Buddy's the only person that called me an SB, and I, and I gave him a job. Okay. And uh, that was the day that Mark, Mark spun us, you know, got rusty at, mm. uh, in Dover and uh, yeah. put us in the wall. Maybe that was the day. That, that was part one of the reasons we lost, well... There was reasons why we lost championship, but uh, Jack Jack's going like this, and I'm going. Yeah, I that. <laughs> yeah, that's the day I think I said that. I thought, I'm like, hey, I shouldn't have said that. I was hot, but right. uh, we but just, that's the way we did. You know, we we stood our ground. Yeah. Um, now you're in trouble. There was a there was an instance at um, at Martinsville. We. Uh, you didn't ask me to to elaborate on this, but but since you you brought that up, uh, Larry McReynolds. Well, McReynolds was notorious for having his right rear tire guy lay a tire out, so you couldn't get out of your pits. Well, we had we had a hell of a pit crew back in, in with Rusty, yeah. and uh, and I knew we was going to beat him out that twenty eight car, and uh, so anyway, first pit stop, sure enough. They leave the tire laying out there. So I said, and so I look at, I walk up, I said, Reynolds, please pick your tire up. You know, like this, give me that look. I lost my damn mind. And like that. So uh, next pit stop, there it is, laying there again. So I go, I was, back back in those days, I I wasn't changing tires, but I cleaned the front end off, and I had a brush, and everybody swore that, I took that brush and threw it at him a lot of times, you know, and distract the uh, rear tire guy, but I never did that, I promise. Anyway, so the tire's laying there, and I go out there, and I get the tire. And old McReynolds, he's standing over there like this. Well, I take this tire, and I go, boom, on the ground. That damn thing goes up in the air and hits McReynolds right in the chest. And I'll tell everybody, it took him all the way to the hot dog stand. <laughs> took him plumb out of the pits. So... uh but I we, would. we did. You know, we, we. Uh, our, Tell them about when you got mad in Darlington. Well, what with Todd? <laughs> What's Let that? me tell that story. <laughs> no, I better not tell it. Judy, 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 <laughs> Darlington, and we were racing. We was racing hard, and and Todd was with Dale Jarrett, 
And we would beat them out of the pits, and we get down there, and Dale would just pull out in front of them. Pull out in front of them. And we would run. It must be the last name, first name Dale. That happened. Yeah. But anyway. Jerry. So I guess Burton, Pendy Man, hit him, did something. I don't know what, but Todd was mad. So Todd comes up to the pits, and the first one he gets to is me. And he's screaming at me about whatever we're doing. And I'm like, I, I didn't even know what was going on. I'm wrapping my hose or whatever. And no sooner than I figured out what was going on, Buddy grabs me, yanks me back <laughs> away from Todd, and goes up there and then, bam, <laughs> knocks the hell out of Todd right there on pit road. He'd get away Radiator, with it. Ca- He'd get radio away with it. come yeah. off, everything. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Oh, yeah. It was on TV. Yeah, it was on TV. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Judy. Mm. Judy just didn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that was big. So the next next race, we pick pits and we're side by side. Todd comes out of the mm. hauler into the pits and he's got his ta- headset, gray tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But I thought I thought Todd wanted to fight me. I didn't know what was going on. And next thing I know, I get yanked back, and here comes Buddy, and whap! I thought Rambo was going to hit him, and I didn't want Rambo to hit him because he's my son. If anybody's going to hit him, I'm going to hit him. And that's what happened. He get away. Earnhardt was doing that at Bristol's us. You know, he championed to get the pick. He always got the first. And we was bleeding with Mark every time we come in. Earnhardt blocked us in every time. And I, I on purpose. On I mean, purpose. he knew, he knew what purpose, he was doing. Right? And I was carrying sure. tires, but it, it, it was part of the game. But he he would do it. Chris you know? was changing. I carried front tire, and I went over there and I said, "Look, he does that again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the spare jack through the windshield. You got me." <laughs> and and when I got when I get real mad, I like black out. Right. So a couple more pit stops. He did it again. The next thing I know, I'm I'm sitting on top of the pit box, and Jack's going, "Look at me." He goes, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "Yeah." What happened? He goes, "Jesus." He said, "There's people." On, Four pits either way got out of the way. He goes, you done threaten to burn them up over there with a gas can and chocolate mire and chocolate all there like, dude. I said, really? He goes, yeah. He says, I ain't going to pull them off of you. I said, I didn't ask for no help, did I? <laughs> he went, no. <laughs> I said, did I really? Do? Oh, yeah. Oh, chocolate. Mm. Yeah. We won the, we won the race at uh, Daytona. Daytona. With Derek Cole. And so... With Derek Cope when he was running second, I thought I thought Dale. I mean, I thought uh, Cope had had gotten into Earnhardt and spun him, and so the the crowd is going you know, yeah. crazy. And and uh, but so I just told all the guys. I said, now that three bunch they're, they're going to be coming, <laughs> and I said uh, when they get up here. I said, when they get up here, just give me chocolate. I said, he's the biggest and the ugliest, and I want him. <laughs> <laughs> I told chocolate that. He said, yes, he was ugly. <laughs> but I tell you what, we had we we had some great times and, and some really really characters. But all in all, they were they were just genuine good people. You, you know, you and race- I, just like him, uh, Emman. You know, Emman broke, uh, not broke, but he twisted more hands God. and arms in the garage area. And Dale was strong, oh. man. He'd shake your man. hand and then he'd he, take his one thumb thing and he, put it in your elbow. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah. that's one thing he never did. He never grabbed me. But one time I was in, uh, we were in Darlington, and that's when I was working for Goodyear. And so we always would take the balancer 
out if the if especially the petties, they want their tires rebalanced after they've run them and they want to put they have them in the pit. This is a bubble balancer, folks. Yeah, so I, I did that, I did that <laughs> in Milwaukee Man, about three weeks ago. I'm up here bubble balancing those tires and all that. Well, Emman told this guy that he said, Go over and grab that. Go go over and grab that guy. Go over and grab him right quick. Grab him around the back. Yeah. And so I forget who he was. I hope it wasn't you. It wasn't me. But it, but he he this guy came and grabbed me, and when he did, I just ducked down and grabbed a hold of him and threw him. I threw him plumb out of the pits, and Dale was up there just laughing like hell, because <laughs> you know, he knew what I was going to do. So, uh, but it, like I said, man, we had it was so tough back then. You know, we had to smile and laugh, and and when I say tough, it. Um, Tough. Hard work. Just hard. Yeah. Hard work. I started at Roush January 2nd, went to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. There were two trailers sitting in that shop. Empty. Yeah. When I say empty, I don't mean like not having race cars. We built trailers and race cars that winter. Two shifts. There were no, there were no cabinets. There were no ramps. (coughs) Nothing. Had the trickiest hydraulic gate in the world. Made one race. Yeah. It took us four hours to load the car after the Daytona. So that's, that's how I, get home yeah. cutting off with a torch, and that's what happened. Uh, sure did. That's I how like, I started there. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning until 9 o'clock at night. crazy. Every single day. Yeah. And wow. drive 100 miles back to Cheryl's Ford. Didn't choose yeah. where you live, but we did choose where you work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And I mean, we worked. And then we went second shift, walking down the side of that trailer, and I'm hearing, bam, 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 boom. Bam, 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 boom. And I look, and they're driving the rivets in, and they're coming out the side of the trailer. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> brother, hey, stop, stop. They're coming out the side of the trailer. But we built them trailers and built the race cars and went to Daytona and raced and pitted the car and worked yeah. on the car. And 35 people, two cup teams, did all everything. It had a bush team, did all everything. Oh, they, but they, it was crazy. Right and they did, everybody did. I mean, that's just the way it was then. Everybody. Yeah. It wasn't no different than anybody else. Mm. Yeah, that was definitely. And we took five people to the racetrack. That was it. <laughs> yep. I, I, I got to hear Jerry's maddest point because I saw him mad more than once. I don't know. I, I don't know. That was I was mad that day at Bristol. I don't know. There's a couple times I've been really mad. <laughs> black, yeah, black. Well, pick one. I don't know. I, that, <laughs> that deal when I was on top of the pit box, and now it's mad that day. I got let go at Rouse's, and then when I, exactly a year to the day, he called me back. I went and I sat down in the chair, and I was going back because I was driving too far to Junior's, and I didn't want to. It was just too far, and so Jack goes, "Do you regret anything?" I said, "Yeah, I sure do." I sat down in the same seat. I said, this seat's still hot. <laughs> I said, yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, listen, I, I, I fired you for all the wrong reasons. I went, yeah, no kidding, man. I said, I just bought my first house two weeks before that, and I talked to you about it. Everything good, and, it, and you did that. On top of that, I was locked out when I got fired out. I, I was bent out of shape about it. I said, there wasn't nobody in the garage. I, I'd have fought everybody for that. I mean, that's all I was was racing. I was a racer. He come back from the meeting. They're going to let you go. I said, yeah, okay. We just worked at 3 in the morning, getting ready to go to Watkins Glen, and it was wrong. So I went back, just because it was 15 minutes from the house instead of 92 miles. You know, that's logic. He goes, well, I want to apologize. I did it for all the wrong reasons. He says, you regret anything? I said, yeah, I sure do. He goes, what? Steve Mills sitting there. I said, I should have beat your head down between your shoulders. <laughs> uh, Jack goes, fair enough. <laughs> but I mean, you know, 
I used to call him the wizard of the internal combustion. You know, he tried so hard, but sometimes he just he just left it alone and it'd been okay. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's act like the tinker. I mean, like we blew up at Charlotte. I still got this spark plug in my toolbox right now. Valley trade that was like motor number seven. That's when they qualified for the Winston. Run a lap, pit stop. All you gotta do is come back. And we quick. He was on the pole. And we had him beat. All you gotta do is come back. We was on motor five or six that day, turning him to death. Down the back straightaway, boom, blows up. He goes all the way through the corner, sliding sideways, comes right down pit road, and he got out and left. Jack goes, take him plugs out. And he said, if you can't get them out, I'll get them out at the shop. So I got the one out on my, the side I was doing. It was broke off and all gnarled up on the end. It was hot. I had a rag and a glove on. He says, let me see it. And I'm holding it. I said, look at it. He goes, let me have it. I said, it's hot. Let me look. Just look at it. He goes, let me have it. I said, look, Jack, it's hot, okay? He goes, <laughs> had his hand on He goes, let me have it. I said, okay. And I just dropped it in his hand. He threw it on the ground. He went, God damn, that's hot. I said, here you go. I, you know. But that was Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, Jack, Jack was the smartest man I've ever been around. I mean, but he had no common sense dude. at all. Bless your heart, Jack. <laughs> yeah. I loved him, though. We broke yeah. a motor at Darlington one time with Jack. Ooh. And Jerry was on the right-hand side taking the headers loose because headers didn't come out on Jack's motors. They stayed in the car. Mm -hmm. yeah. Taking the headers loose, and we could see each other through the block. Yep. There was a yeah. big enough hole, and all Jack was saying, get those spark plugs gotta out. Look at those plugs. Yeah. I, I got to look at those plugs. plugs. I got to get those plugs out. And it's like, it's blowed up, Jack. He said, I got to see those plugs. And, and, I mean, he almost threatened to fire us right there because yep. we wasn't stopping to take the plugs out. We was taking the engine out because it had a hole through it that you could throw I a basketball. Yeah, it was going to fall apart. <laughs> see through the other side. <laughs> <laughs> we went to test Talladega and we had them high compression motors. And yeah. we, we we were coming home at 1 o'clock. We didn't blow them all up. Hey, I mean, he's burning pistons. What is it, 18 to 1, y'all? 18 to 1? Oh, yeah. 20 20 big compression and him trying, and to turn, him, him, trying, him trying to turn 10,000 RPM. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He wasn't scared, I'll tell mm -hmm. you what. He uh, Was y'all was y'all in the truck when we went to Talladega and when Jack got there, the roof was cut off our car? Yeah, I helped cut it off and I wasn't even working for y'all. <laughs> Steve goes, can you help me? What did you say? Why did you bring that up? <laughs> Why did I bring that up? I was one of Buddy's better oh, ideas. And that was 100% you. No. Yes, 100%. Okay. Oh, Bob Newling, the hang We're going to sing some Greatest thing since sliced bread. We, Bob Newling's going to do that. We are going to. In all my time away. in the garage, I've done a lot of stuff and did a lot. I mean, got caught with a lot of stuff. But I can honestly say that I was the guy who was there. When we got our roof cut off I was of the race car. I had to help do it. The whole roof. I went even working. Yep. Steve goes, will you help me? Yeah. Here, and y'all yeah. tell the whole story, but the coolest part about that story was when you guys come over and start taking the windows out, because they said, we, we got to have the roof. Because the roof flaps are a little skewed. They were, uh, There's a lot of other things. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but they started taking the windows out, and Buster said no. And Buster took Gary a Sharpie Nelson. out. Yeah. And he made a Sharpie mark yep. right in the middle of the windows, and through the quarter yep. windows, through the B post, through the windshield, through the windshield, oh, yeah. through the everything, and so yep. cut it right there. So yeah. they basically had to ruin their car and, and cut the and cut. They cut right through the middle of the Lexan. My leg would cut it. And Steve would come up with the idea of going to lower the right rail on that car. Yeah, that backup car yeah. was still a pretty good car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we go there and I said they gonna make us cut that? No, they ain't. I got there in Fourth of July. I entered by the fence and the side propped out. And he sticks his head in the right front. <laughs> We having fun. I just took the dog runner and ground stuff all over. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Uh, let me add a little something right here. What's going on in racing right now? Um, they're taking away all the things that we're we're sitting here talking about. 
um, we uh, we had our ways, and we wasn't we were we we tried things, you know, not always they didn't work all the time, but biggest part of the time they did. Uh, we tried to make a car go as fast as it could go, and uh, we uh, were able to adjust spoilers. We adjusted air pressures and tires. That was that was a given, mm-hmm. but uh, the bodies. The creativity that we had, you like that word, gone. that was a pretty big word. Like mayonnaise, it's like mayonnaise. That's all yeah. gone. So um, that's all I'm gonna say, because um, I'm 81 years old, and and I don't think I'll ever go to another NASCAR <laughs> race with with a car at all. So uh, um, it was man. Everybody had their had their game, and the ones that were on their game. Chris Thanks. actually mentioned it the best I've heard it said in a while when we was hanging out last Saturday. He said, back in the days, you could line up five Monte Carlos, and, they all look and they're all different. They all look yeah. different. They, they all yeah. sound different. You, you had yeah. some leeway. Cause, cause you you made, made, as you my made, son says, you're working in the gray area. He's got a picture of me. I got Bondo <laughs> dust all yeah. over me. I'm like, he goes, you're working in the gray area again. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. Well, we used to get it called, well, that's a borderline case. Don't bring it back. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, you can run it this we week. got to run it. We got to run it one race. That's you know. good. I mean, it they cut the once. roof. They cut. They cut the roof off of that car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say <laughs> something bad. about this roof deal. As long as you don't we say it wasn't your qualified, fault. We had practiced no. for two or three days. Now, and, we, and look which here, car was this? At, got 99. 99. Okay. And so look here. We go home, all the way back home. And if I ever find out who dropped us in on that car, they got their ass whooped. I'm still 81. I still got one last ass whipping yeah, yeah, left. Okay. Story. If I ever find out who dropped me in or dropped that deal in, because it was your buddy Frankie. Who to- what? It was your buddy Frankie. <laughs> who told on you? Somebody told. The car was I in the garage told him area. I had to help do the car it. was in the garage area for a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when we we went back. That's when they cut the damn thing off. It got rained okay. out, didn't it? Yeah, it rained I'm out. I remember sitting at the crossways out yeah. right outside the garage, and Steve was inside. He goes, you going to help? I said, I, I, uh, no, I, don't work. I need some help. I was like, all right. To Buddy's point, we never got caught on anything you got told on. Right. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. a disgruntled yeah. Yeah. employee or yeah. something. But, but like, you know, my, my, my big deal at Daytona in 95 is I was cutting those hydraulic lines out of that, out of that car. Uh Elmo Langley and and uh, Tim Earp was standing there, and Elmo looked at Tim and said, "We never would have found this." That's what? it. I know, and that told yeah. me right there I was told on. Yeah, yeah. Dick yeah. Beatty, uh, Dick Beatty told me one time. He said, "Let me tell you something, buddy. The best, the best inspectors we have in the NASCAR garage is your competitor." Yep. Yeah, and that's why they piled us in close together. And we and I, know, I would. It took a long time for me to catch on because you would go in. To the garage area, and they would, you couldn't even get a jack between each other's the cars. The thing is, I, I looked at, if I saw someone somebody's car, I tried to go do it. I, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't tell them I nobody. didn't really well, throw them in unless I, you know, I mean, it was like standing in the middle of the highway, like obvious, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're letting that go, you know. But, yeah. I mean, there's all kind. I mean, you just go and made it better. I, I never was one to go. But they had us packed in there so close together that you couldn't help but seeing stuff. Heck, we used to, when we were back, we were scuffed tires. <clears throat> Usually the guy beside you, Yep, roll the tires you would in. you would bolt your tires on for them. Yeah, you know you do your tires sure. and your car go out. You'd be standing there. Jack your car in. up. They'll yeah. come in. They do the left sides, and if you're on the right side of them, you just 
Hell Turn your man. jack around, put it under there, and jack it up, and the, their tire guy rolled the tires, and you bolt them on, and their guy would come around, torque them, and they'd go out. We did that all the time. And when you do that, I mean, there's caliper, there's that rotor, there's yeah. A-frames, there's Springs, everything. 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 Well, and then you'd, you'd, but, uh, put, you'd put the part on there that yeah. was the distraction. Right. Have everybody look at this that don't really mean anything, right. so they're not looking at what you're really yeah. doing. <laughs> Maurice Petty, I, I, I saw him slam the hood on a, on a cat's he had one time he had a concussion for about two weeks. <laughs> no doubt that. And, uh, uh, but you know we we guarded our stuff. Harry, mm -hmm. um, some guy came in wanted to ask ask about what was on the car, and we of course we always said, we don't know. So the guy went to Harry, Harry, and said, "Harry, you need to get up to your car real quick." Harry said, "Why? What do I need to do?" He said, you got a bunch of guys up there that don't know a damn thing about that car. <laughs> <laughs> I seen Robin jerk the film out of a guy's camera at Roush. He was in there taking, he said, don't take no pictures. And he went along, he's taking them. Yeah. He grabbed it and pulled them. He said, I told you, Donna. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was after 10. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, listen, I could sit here and listen to you guys tell stories all night, but I, I do have one last question. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> he didn't embarrass him, did he? Do what? Uh, he didn't say nothing embarrassing or about being mad. Mad? Uh, people know me. I never get mad. He but, gets even. Well, <laughs> I, I, I get ahead. Back to the blackout thing, like Jerry talked about it. The Rockingham Fall Race 1995, which is probably my most memorable day. Yeah, I was mad. Uh, we're, leading, we're, we're leading the race award, Burton. We're, going, we're driving away. We're going to win. Al Bassonite, Winston mm. Cup official, mm. says that the three car didn't get before lug nuts on the right rear on the final green flag stop. So NASCAR throws a caution to check to see how many lug nuts he's got on there. Well, I'd have been out of here. You know, we always mm. thought at that, at that time the three car was a company car. Yeah. Kind of like. The, kind of like the it's six just, was in the Bush series. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and that, that's for you, Marty and Andy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, Wait, you know, you, you had company cars, and it's like never in the history of time had I seen NASCAR throw a caution to correct a mistake or to even check a mistake. Right. And so yeah. that gave us the opportunity to lose that race yeah. that we was getting ready to win, which yeah. was going to be my first Winston Cup win. So anyway, long story short, they said, we're just going to drive the three car down pit road. And I, I wasn't overly mad then. We're going to bring him down pit road, look at the right rear, see how many lug nuts he's got on. Nobody can pit. Pits are closed. He can't get tires. Well, what does he do? He comes down. Man, they're putting on four. You know, just a typical thing. It's like, you ain't going to tell us we ain't going to get four. We're already having to go to the back. Well, yeah, I blacked out. But <laughs> I think, teacher, good teacher. I, I think, I think, uh, what do we, uh, we call him? Mad Max. Uh, Steve Mill was mm. probably madder than I was, was for He's some reason. He jumped off. And, you know, we couldn't get I to the officials. Yeah, we couldn't get to the officials hard enough. But anyway, long story short, they uh, they gave everybody the chance to come down and put four tires on and retain your position. And fortunately, we drove off ten laps to go That's and good. won the race anyway. But uh, look bad for a second. Yeah, there for a minute they was <laughs> they was going to make me lose that race, and that was that was bad. So I was I was pretty hot that day. Anybody that I talked to. It's funny that I asked them about the races that they won, and they talk about the races that they won, but the races that got away are the ones that tend to stick with them. Yeah, I was. That was my maddest moment. Was well, Boris? <laughs> was Boris said it in Mexico down there with James Finch's car? We put Boris in the car, and we was running 
as good as you could possibly run. And and I knew that we could have won this race. Well, we did the fuel mileage, and Ooh. I come down pit road, and we had them. Nobody come. I come down pit road. They threw the caution, and uh, the caution come out, and they said too early on pit road. Mm. And I lost my <laughs> mind. And the reason why I lost my mind is because I'm standing up on a pit box, and this is Mexico City. I don't know. You guys probably been there. Have you, you been there? No, I haven't. It's coming downhill, and I'm sitting there, and I seen him at the top. I, I, I could see him. Man. And they said, put it out. You know he won. And uh, we come down. I'm like, oh, yeah. I got him now because I got Boris, who was running yeah. really good. We pitted. Now everybody else is going to come and pit, and we're out front. He's going to drive away from him. Too early coming in. I lost my mind. In fact, we had Boris run the car this weekend. I don't think they make the show or whatever, but the guys at the shop pulled up the interview on YouTube. <laughs> I was on TV. They pulled it up and said, this, this was Rambo with Boris. But, boy, I, I mean, I just lost my mind. I said they, they didn't want him to win that I was, race. I was they, mad that day at they they Martinsville and uh, Jack, Jack Spurn, Jimmy. Sam. I, yeah. I, I, I could have got in there that day. Yeah. Okay, he was going to lose that championship, and that was, that was his first race it. in the spring. If that, mm. Yeah, he set the precedent right yeah, there. Yeah, that was bad. And then I got called to the trailer at Marsville with John Hunter. He was going to win there, and the gear broke. <laughs> Nobody had tires for 20 to go, and he's passing Johnny for third, and the gear broke. And we turn, tried to turn him by the cup garage, you know, with them tires. It's only a couple places to get off. They come on the radio and said, I want the driver and crew chief and spotter, and Jason Jarrett spot, and we're walking over, and John Hunter, you know, he's 2015. His eyes are about to go, we got to go to the trailer. I said, don't say nothing. I got it. <laughs> and he goes, what? I said, don't say a word. And I said, I got it. I said, I've been here a long time. I said, if they throw me out, so what? I said, you just get going. So we went in there. They said, sit down. I said, I ain't sitting down. <laughs> it was Chad and Elton who speaks and take over. And he goes, why did, you, why did you do that? We didn't need a caution. I said, we didn't need a gear to break either. I said, in the driver's meeting, where do you get off the racetrack at? Pull that up. You either get off on pit road or the end of that garage or off turn two. He didn't make it. He goes, well, he was left side towards traffic. I said, put a picture up there. I said, somebody had to hit the wall, go over that pickup truck, go over the end of the cup garage to hit him. <laughs> goes, and then he asked, they asked why he didn't back up. I said, you ever tried to back up with a gear broke? You can't do it. <laughs> so then he's pushing me out the door in Logano had won, right? I said, you see that Logano right there? He goes, yeah, I said, that's my trophy. And I walked out the door. We walked out, and John goes, man, there's something wrong with you. He goes, I can't believe you said all that to them. I said, they put your clothes on like I do. I mean, man, it's all I right. had an embroidered seat in there when Todd was driving for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my goal every speed week is not have to go in the oh, truck. I was in there five times. Right. I was in there a bunch when I was there. I was in there like eight times and get on the racetrack when I did Horner Day. <laughs> the first day, I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. I wanted, to, I wanted to bring up just you guys about the, the going to the racetrack, just unloading the car and racing, being at the track one day. Now, I know for a fact that all of us would go to speed weeks. Chris used to say it. So oh. My wife can throw me out now because I got everything in my suitcase. everything yeah. I had with You know, we test two times in December. We test yeah. two times in January. In January. And probably and go, go to Talladega. Talladega. Right. Then you go to Daytona for, for two, 14. 14 two days. One year. One Crazy. Year, yeah. I used to keep up on my per diem for the entire year, and one year I had 31 days of per diem in the state of Florida. Yeah. <clears throat> A yeah. whole month. I was I always thought about it. we should have kept all them hotel keys. We had, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we, I mean, but but we do that, and, and, and these guys go to the racetrack where they, you know, the, the trucks would come in one day, 
race leave. leave. You know, and, and, uh, and some of the tracks you can drive to in the morning, race, yeah. drive home. It's we like nine to five. Drive. In the van one time, it's pouring rain. He's in there with me, and I'm driving. And we gotta get through Jacksonville by five. The traffic's gonna be bad. His rain's so bad you couldn't see. And I was running. I said, "Okay." I had that thing on the map. They started hydroplaning, going all the road. They were standing in the aisle. Let me drive. Let me drive. I said, no, we gotta be there, in Jacksonville. Was that when Troy Martin come out and had that thing on his hand? Yeah. Had that. Oh, you put that. And I didn't even recognize him. He shaved everything and put toupee on his head. Is that what yeah, it was? Like yeah, he had a yeah. spider on his head. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of good times because you, you spend a lot of hours in advance. Troxler didn't know who he was. Yeah. Mm. I should have called Troxler. Yeah, those were the Which those one? were the times. Yeah. Especially driving all the way to California, stopping at truck stops and Harassing yeah. the uh, waitresses and all that. You know? But see, they had it. They had it in his era. They had it really bad. I mean, they they drove everywhere in the trucks, whatever. Yeah, we got. We was in the era where we had the the vans, and then the vans painted up. Remember when they used to paint the vans up? Not everybody did it, but a lot of people did. We had the white ones, yeah. prison and then the prison vans, yeah. and then the small airplanes. And we flew in March King Air that first time. It was me, Steve Allen, using there. Yeah. We took off March, and he's like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this plane. You know, he just got it. You know, I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, it's, and he's flying along, we're flying along, and Steve Allen goes, look. And we looked out the window, and there's fuel pouring out of the wing. And Ron Brown was the pilot. He goes, Ron, what about that? He goes, oh, it'll quit in a minute. I said, I guess so. <laughs> and this is Mark goes, well, who's going to pay for that? I said, we are when it hits the ground. <laughs> hey. Ron Brown, he was, a, he was a pilot. He was the pilot that would get you in trouble, but he was the pilot that could get you out. He oh, my God. Best, yeah, he was the best pilot I flew with. The, yeah. the last trip Ron Brown took was uh, flying into Talladega. I flew in with him. Yeah. He landed, pulled in there, man. I've tried twice, and, uh, and then it had to go to Birmingham or somewhere over there when he landed. Uh, I think Jack met him over there, and they put, pulled uh, tree limbs yeah, out of the. Yeah, that's the second time. He, no, he, he, did it, he did it at Dover too. He yeah. did it. He landed at, Tal- at Talladega. No, he went over. They they went over. No, he got in the trees and landed because we went to Birmingham with Jack. Time. Yeah, I, I wasn't on there, but heard the story. We landed. We went to Bristol for a shock test that yeah. time, and and we couldn't find the airport in the mountains up there. And we all know Bristol's history. And, uh, boy, as soon as we hit the runway, Steve Mills sitting in the co-pilot seat and Ron hit Steve and said, we made it. Yeah. Uh, Like there was a question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we could sit here and talk about airplanes and and things. You know, uh, we had a really big, big problem with, uh, with Hendrix plane and all, but, um, yes, man, I I had my experience with DK Ulrich, you know, we had an engine go out. And, DK, uh, DK come to me with a tailpipe yeah. and said, you got a TIG welder on there. Can yeah. you weld this yeah. up? It yeah. was for his airplane. Yeah. He, he, uh, he had the uh, exhaust pipe for his yeah, airplane. Had the, uh, <laughs> had the turbo exhaust part came off, and uh, we had to shut down the motor. But I'm going to tell you what, it was the smoothest landing I think he ever made with one engine. Yeah. He went right into Greensboro and just greased it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Was any of you on a plane that left Liberty and the door come open? Mm-mm. You remember that one? Me and Jerry was on Julian Martin's airplane a day. It lost pressurization. We were flying in Nazareth. Something, we just fell asleep. You know, in there, going there, <laughs> helped the 60, you know, where we got to go. Really like Payne Stewart fell asleep? 
We went, well, that's for did it. So we hear something go, I mean, it's like a bomb went yeah, off in there. Loud. And when I opened your eyes, you couldn't see the guy in front of you because the whole inside of the plane was fog, but it was the hot air, you know, hot air in there and the cold air rushing. And this is Julian. God bless his soul. He looks around, he goes, Man, we're making good time at this altitude. He says, Y'all just keep looking at the back of your fingernails. If they start turning purple, I'll go down. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't two minutes, and everybody on there was about to throw up in the trash bag because the air sick, right? We land. I'm like, we got to get that fixed. I felt like somebody stuck ice picks in you. Like he said, he said it happened before, and he had worked on it, but he didn't get it fixed. No, no. We uh, we came out of Richmond uh, after the race, and uh, I was working with Huggins, and Ross is the only one really. Ross is one of the ones that had had an airplane, and. uh, so Richard, Richard got on there with us. So we're flying home, and I, I thought about this because I wanted to tell y'all that, uh, you know, that I had the honor of having Richard puke all down my arm. You know? <laughs> but he, 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 he was going to get sick. Career, it was after the race. And, and I mean, yeah, things like this, you know, all the way. Richard's sitting over there, you know, and I'm looking at him. He's turning green. And I finally, I got, a, I got the bag out. And so I said, I'm going to open this bag for you. About the time I put it over <laughs> all down my arm, and I'm it made me sick. So, but I know I wanted to, I wanted to remind Richard of that. But uh, that um, We used to race back to the airport, and not to fly with Jack. Oh, yeah. yeah. We wrecked a car. I'd run all in the back down on the dirt road. We got there, Steve goes, just point the other way and hurry. I was running across there, and we got in the other plane. One time I didn't make it, and we was in Jackson. He had his, what is that, uh, notebook with the, yeah. all the squares on it. He's, yeah. he's up there with his pen <laughs> flying, you know, and Xantop's up there with him, and, yeah. and he drops his pen, and this is no lie. He took the yoke and went, and he got my plane. When that thing landed, I was like, I'm going to kiss the ground. Uh, I'll walk. I'm right. I ain't doing that no more. Hey, well, I'm going promise you now, I got in the plane, in the P-51, with Jack. You're crazy, man. Uh, when we went up there for that Christmas party, I ain't getting in there. Uh-uh. Uh, I got in that thing in Concord from Charlotte. Uh-uh. We went over there and got in that plane, and I said, when we get out of this plane, I don't want you to say you left anything on the table. Oh, my. And I'm going to tell you, we went sideways. We went up. We went down. We twisted. We turned. I mean, we did it all. And uh, he said, what do you think? I said, I mean, is that I- all you got? <laughs> We yeah. got very Michigan yeah. and he said there's the T six where they trained him in. He yeah. had yeah. one of them in a million pieces and the P fifty one's done. He goes, I got that to turn, learn how to do it. Y'all wanna fly in this? I'm like, oh. no. <laughs> no. I'm good. First thing he did was hand me a parachute. Yeah. He said, Now you're gonna have to go out the right side because if something happens, this thing turns to the left. I said well, I said, Ain't no way, Jack. I said we're riding this thing down, and we will be on every quarter panel He's in everybody's car. He's <laughs> I didn't realize then. This was before yeah, the nine lives. Yeah. Yeah. I said, we'll be on every quarter panel. They'll have golf tournaments, Jack Roush, Tony Liberati Memorial Golf Tournaments and everything. I said, I'm riding this thing down, buddy. Let's go. And the plane, Burton was in there. It was Burton, you and me. Remember how cold it was? The plane wouldn't start. We got ready to leave. He goes, we, can, we need one of them. Uh, I forgot who's. It might have been Ron. But we need one of them uh, booster things. Remember, I took the... Went over to Coletta's place and hot wired it down <laughs> thing and drove it over there and plugged it up, started it, and all that's left it there. And then Jack goes, Did y'all do? Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but they only give you three drink tickets at the Christmas party. Remember, and I got in the building and was handing out the rolls yeah. to all the employees up north. I was like, Here, here, here. Is that the year we gave him the, uh, that I was there? I mean, we were there, 
but and I gave him the uh, I say I we gave him the uh, uh, jeep, uh-huh. the army jeep. Okay. Well, I flew back with Jack. I flew back with Jack from uh, from uh, Daytona one one time, and and uh, I looked <laughs> over there. We'd been working all day testing and everything. I look over at him. He's yeah, he's, he's fine. Right. I said, I look here. I hit him like that. You know, and he what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I said, you're asleep. He said, Oh, I got it on autopilot. I said, Well, listen, Jack. <laughs> While I'm in here, please keep your damn eyes. Open. <laughs> and Jack will be like, You know, you'll be flying along, shit will be happening. And he'll be like, Anybody got a paper clip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a screwdriver? <laughs> we had oh, a firing order changed, and we changed out. Remember? Earnhardt goes, Man, you get that thing, quit skipping. Y'all going to be fast. We already were. Had all the motors in the truck, and we're in there. Because I showed Steve, I said, Look, he got to. I watched Steve Allen put the timeline on the other side. I went, What's he doing? He's on the <laughs> yeah. other side, so we had to change the cams, all the cams. I'm sitting in there. I don't know motor guy. I'm working on one, taking the cam out. And Jack goes, not everybody can do this. They just look. Not everybody gets to do this. I'm like, really? You know, I'm taking it apart. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, and he <laughs> said, then he said he said that about them intakes oh, yeah. when we was doing all that. He said, he said. He said not everybody gets he to do said, this. Not everybody gets to do this, and dead people don't ever get to do it. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 I, I took it that I shouldn't be watching. You shouldn't be getting left. a deal. <laughs> <laughs> like when the washer went in the motor. Mm. Mm. A, big yeah. washer. a big washer. <laughs> I can't remember that guy's name. We had six cars down there and one intake. We'd go, go out around, take it off, put it on this. Put on this. The carburetor stud had a washer on it. And I said, you need to weld that. It's going to fall in. You know, like stick to the air thing. No, they changed. Got about a third, fourth car. Mark, he cranked it up. It's making. I looked at Chris. Like, that thing's making noise anyway. And it turned. You put a ratchet on it, turned the other way, and it stopped. And he took the air cleaner. He goes, "Where's that washer at, Jerry?" I went, "Hell, I don't know. You put them out. I don't know. I ain't the motor guy." Uh. And he goes, "We got. A, we got a washer in the motor." He brought a guy from up north with him. I worked in a parts department. Yeah, so I he remember took his it apart, face. It? We, I mean, we yanked it out, put it in the truck. He comes out there, you know, like, Daytona, he comes out there with the head. And it, I found the washer and half of it stuck in it. Jack about to explode. Jack was, Golly, Jack was a big washer. He was embarrassed. He goes, this is a big washer. Because like, it was his guy. Yeah. Man, that was that was good times. Man, I, I mean, we just that. We learned a lot. Changing motors just to run cams in. All right. In Daytona. Let's yeah, quit crucifying Jack. <laughs> I mean, we learned a lot. I learned a lot. Oh, yeah. No, I, I didn't. I've never seen anybody working on a carburetor. I mean, I didn't yeah. know they come in that many pieces. Robert kind of Yates. Like, kind of like what Buddy said a while ago when people asked me, you know, said, you know, how, how, boy, Jack, I bet that was hard. I said, nope. Jack's probably one of the best guys I ever worked for yeah. because he was a mechanic right. and he respected his yeah. mechanics. You, you got to remember, most of these guys were worked for former drivers. Right. So they always sided with the driver. Yeah. But Jack was a mechanic. And he sided with the mechanics. Jerry will remember our first test at Daytona. We didn't have any Valvoline clothes. We didn't have Ford clothes. Oh, yes, he yeah. come from a Pontiac. I come from the the Labonis. It was cold. Degrees. It was cold. I had on my Penrose firecracker jacket because that's all I had. Jerry had on a Pontiac coat. That was bad. They found him a replacement I really said, quick. Wait, where's your coat? I said, I didn't get one. You know, we got, we had to come down here. Yeah. But uh, Next day, Moral of the story, I was tire boy, and I was down on the left front, and I was checking air pressure on the left front, and Jack and them, they was changing intakes and carburetors and all that stuff. And he didn't know my name. He didn't have a clue who I was. And, you know, it's like I'm down there in a Bush Series and other garage. No, none of these guys pay attention. They don't know who you are and all that. And I'm down there, and I'm checking the air, and I see him coming, and I jump up, and I get out of the way. 
And he said, nope, go ahead and finish your job. He said, your job is just as important as mine. Yeah. And I knew right then that now he, he, he would do some questionable things, but at the end of the day, that was his golf game and it was his. And mm-hmm. I tell people, if Jack would have said this call run faster upside down, I'd have went and got the forklift and Turn flipped it, it over because it was his. When Sunday, right, equal length speedway headers, Houdini couldn't put them on, right? <laughs> put them on. I, it's like this tube, that tube. And I, I didn't even know he was there. There was like three of us. And I jumped out from under there and I'm like, Binky, the guy up north, he Binky, had two yeah. complete cars to build. And I, I did like you built them for this table. I said, Houdini couldn't put these on. And Jack, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and I looked. And I went, hey. And he went, you mind if I try? I didn't even know he was there. He put his hat on the front. He goes, you got a Sharpie on He's in there marking, marking. You got a hammer? I went, yeah. I come over he said, no, I need a hammer. I got him a little short sleeve. He says, come with me. I go in the fab shop. He laid them on the service plate and beat them flat. Yeah. Brand new stand. Because you have another set by Monday afternoon. And we did. And yeah. they fit. He goes, I think he must have been off that day. I said, yeah, he must have been. That's the way he was. But, I mean, he was. He was I, would take, I would take him data. I'd run all that O2 stuff, and he'd want to see that. And then I had to put it all on a file and take it to him in the evening. And I'd go, knock on the door, and here he'd come in his pajamas. Hat on. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have his hat on. He had his pajamas, and I'd hand him that stuff. Yeah. And then I'd walk off, and I was like, that guy, I mean, he lives it. Yeah, and then, yeah. night and day. And at Daytona and the restrictor plate races, high compression, we burn a lot of pistons. He would take the jets out of the carburetor every single night and put them in his pocket and yeah, carry them back to the motel. That's a fact. And I asked him, you know, so the jet sizes were 82s, 83s, 77s, 78s. Of course, his was never squared up because he ground on intake. But I said, well, you got a whole bag of them right there. And he said, nope. He said, I'm tuning the motor to these four and I'm watching these four. And he would put them in his pocket every night, take them back to the motel. Yeah, wow. He- Smart man. He would uh, learn a lot from him and Steve about organization yep. stuff like that, you know, how, <clears throat> how to do the right thing. And it wasn't always pretty, but sometimes it was. <laughs> it worked out. That was that was good times. Can we remember some of them guys from up there? Who? Up there at Roush. I remember them all. Remember how about them all? we cut the fenders off that day going to Dover and he left. Steve did. He went my, he knew where my stuff Bristol, was. we cut the side off, didn't he? We cut both fenders that one time, the front tires oh. on the lift gate. And I said, You're talking oh, about at the shop. Yeah, at the shop. Oh, oh my gosh. Steve. Oh, yeah. And we fixing guy had a beer the next day. He's like, y'all didn't do that right. And I said, yeah, you're going to go home, right? And we got to stay and fix it. Tore Martin about a pop. So we fixed it. So I lived about three miles from him across the railroad tracks. I was going home. I cut through by his house. I was like, about 2.30 in the morning. I was like, Okay. I just cut across his yard, spun around all out. <laughs> he, he said, I saw you, but I wasn't coming out. I said, good thing. <laughs> good thing. So we had Troy Martin back there and, and uh, Tally. Tally. Tracy Johnny Tally. Tally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dwayne Wood. Those are good people. Dwayne Wood. Ricky Thomas was there. Mitch Williams. Mitch. We had good, I mean, you think about all the people you work with and who... I mean, look at him, you know? Yeah. People he surrounds himself with and how they go out this way like a tree, yep. you know? How about James, like James Inch? You remember James? Uh, remember yeah. when he... Two tenths yeah. inch. Remember when you got to... Well, he he two, got to what? break... Listen, two tenths. Yeah. Two tenths. Two tenths. He'd just walk up, it was two tenths. Yeah. <laughs> I can go right out there in my toolbox right now and I got a little thing. I remember, I remember. him trying to check a epoxy plate with a level and Steve goes, look at him. I said, yeah, what about it? He That's goes, Chris. He asked me, he said, yeah, James. He goes, what, you ever seen a pond that wasn't level? <laughs> I remember the day I was I, I asked, about to break fluid. The day I asked him, <laughs> <laughs> that after Zippo quit, that oh. was after you. Yeah, I know. Because Zippo quit after you. So I quit. Ja- James 
Bless your heart, James. I love you. James is doing her ear in housings. It comes time to lead the brakes with gravity bleed them. Single master cylinder, gravity bleed them. They'd, mm -hmm. they'd get pretty good. Then you put somebody inside. And uh, rear pucks wasn't pushed out. He didn't blow out the rear pucks when he built the rear calipers. So I'm going to make him fix them. I go over there and get him. I said, James, go there and blow them rear pucks out. Now, I don't know how you would ever dream of doing it, but the whole system's full of brake fluid now. He opened the bleeder no. and shot air in the bleeder. Oh, yeah. And brake fluid come out of the top of the master cylinder reservoir and went as high as the ceiling and rained down over that whole complete painted race car and all Falk lost his I mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. That's one of my mad times. I, <laughs> I, I called him things I don't normally call people. I told him he was the stupidest. And I know he'd remember it too because he felt pretty oh, stupid. Oh, I remember it. Yeah. Oh, I, lost, I lost hell, it that girl? day. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. No, got pretty mad when they painted the building down. Remember, they painted all of our cars. Oh yeah, yeah we everybody. all got painted everybody's car. They, they <laughs> parking lot painted the building okay. behind, and in our parking lot, our cars got painted. Yeah, and Noel come out because he he's body man. He's like, what is this? And then everybody got to look, and we, we had red paint. Those cars he painted. Yeah, I was gonna say mine wasn't <laughs> worth painting. So that was on my S10. That was my that was, that was my damn cherry one owner S10, oh, yeah. buddy. Anyway. Oh, well, yeah. guys. I like it. No. Be quiet, Rick. We're talking. You <laughs> <laughs> say cut. This this has been Then we yeah. tell the good stories. This is this has been yeah. awesome. Um I I truly appreciate you being here. Um appreciate your friendship over the years. I really mean that. So mm -hmm. thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I, thank you for having us. We're going to be back next week with what we would consider to be a more normal episode. <laughs> and we are going to be coming back pretty strong with a three episode arc with Shauna Robinson. The listeners will love that. Steve, in the first two parts of that conversation, she talks about her life and career. And then in the third episode, she talks about her battle with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And that was an incredibly powerful few minutes that we I'm discussed. I'm sure it that. was. Very courageous lady. <laughs>